You are listening to The Dudes, bringing you wall-to-wall coverage of all Mississippi State athletics. Featuring Reflector Sports Editor Tanner Marlar and WMSV Sports Director Cody Blazak. Cody Blazak, Little Rain, Morgan Wallen. It kind of fits the theme for today here in Starkville. It is it's a little cloudy out. I little wouldn't cloudy. say rain. A little gloomy, you know, especially with the events of last night, which we'll get to here in just a second. Obviously, you know, starting out little rain, little gloomy, like you said, after the loss to Florida last night, which we talked about in the show on Tuesday. Uh, the Bulldogs not able to get it done, dropping an away Q1 contest to Florida, 80-72. to Another game, and, and Bulldog fans, if you watched the Colorado State game, if you watched that one, in which it was a game where Mississippi State had a pretty controlling lead at one point, and Florida or and Colorado State in both these games just kept clawing back in and clawing back in, and eventually Mississippi State just ran out of runs to go on and Florida was able to take that game and essentially what was a replay of the Colorado State game that we watched earlier in the season. Yeah, I, the Florida game was rough. Um, but this one, I think, was for uh, for different reasons yeah, uh, than the Colorado State game. You, you, you look at this game, though, if you look at it from both sides, you look at uh, the state must be states in and then – how Florida is and how they were both the last two teams in. That was a I, huge game in terms of bracketology. Yeah, well, I think this was a a bigger game for Florida than it was Mississippi State. I, I think both for both teams, I think it were big games. But in terms of record and strength of schedule and what each team has left, I think it was more meaningful to Florida. Bama's got – or excuse me, not Bama. Mississippi State has – some big games still left in the season. That that win over Bama, even though they lost last night to Florida, the win over Bama just got that much better of a win after Bama drops out of the top 25 and beats LSU, the number 13 team in the nation. So, yeah, you, you took a loss, but you took a minor win last night with how other games in the league played out. Well, you're also taking another one with Arkansas climbing back up the rankings like they are, as I, as I figured they did once they would once they got J.D. Note back. You know, they, they're, they're a quad two win at the moment. I fully expect that Arkansas win to be a quad one win when the end of the season comes. And, you know, fans are panicking. Fans are, are saying this is why they can't – this is why we can't come to watch games. You know, Cody, we hear all of the time about the 1996 team, the team that made the Final Four, the furthest any Mississippi school has made it in the NCAA basketball tournament on the men's side of things. We hear about that team nonstop. 
during basketball season and how the hump was packed for those guys. You know, win or lose, yada, yada, yada. There was a point in that season where that 1996 team was also 12-5. and five. They hit a stretch in January where they went 1-4 and four in SEC play. Did fans still pack the games then? That team made it to the final four. This, this, this panic that has come over the fan base and this fire everybody almost mentality that we're seeing, I, I fail to understand it. Uh, it's a, a flawed philosophy in my opinion. And as you'll see in an article I hope to put out very soon, Bulldog fans need to just take a breath. Namaste. Do some yoga. Do some meditation. Whatever you have to do. Because it's not it's a long season. And in college basketball, it's not always how you start or how you are halfway through SEC play or a quarter of the way through SEC play. It's how you finish. Yeah, you talk about in college basketball, uh, it's a lot different than football. Not just on the aspect of the game, but the way the season goes. 68 teams get in to March. They get into the tournament. In college football, four teams get in. And you have to have a near-perfect season in football. It is okay to lose in college basketball. Every single team in the nation has at least one loss. We have five. You look at the you look at that Baylor team because right now the top two teams and it's it's I don't think you'll hear any argument on this. The top two teams in the country are Baylor and Gonzaga. I, I feel like that's a solid argument. Uh, Auburn uh, Auburn is up there, but Auburn's got losses too. Auburn has a loss. I Auburn believe. has a loss. Baylor drop Baylor's dropped two at home. And it, ba- basketball is also it's hard to judge a team. Basketball has a lot to do when you get hot as well. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's okay to lose regular season. You're going to have – I would rather – I don't care if I'm Gonzaga, Kansas, Auburn, Baylor, Duke, UCLA. I don't care what team if I was any of those. I don't want to be undefeated going into March. I would rather have a loss or two on my shoulder, and I would rather be a two or a three seed than a one seed. So losing is fine to me. I Get the early losses, get the bad juju or whatever you want to call it. Get it out of your system during the season. So come March, you don't got to worry about any of it. No. I think these losses are fine. I think we need to relax. We lose to Ole Miss Saturday. I think maybe start you, to panic a might, little you bit. You may start to hit the panic button. But uh, listen, we've got 9 plus 2 is 11. Plus, we've got 14 games left in the season. You're going to play Ole Miss then you're going to go on a little bit of a tough schedule here. I'll, I'll give it to him. You're going to play 12 Kentucky, 18 Texas Tech. Then you get a little relaxer with South Carolina. Well, you also have to throw in two Missouri games down the stretch. You're going to play Arkansas again, Tennessee, LSU, Bama one more time. Missouri, you're actually going to play back-to-back, you're and I did not realize that. Yes, that, that's a new schedule update that just got added yesterday. So February 18th is going to be here. In Startville, they're going to play the game that was canceled due to co- positive COVID tests within the Missouri program. And then on the 20th, they go back to Mizzou. And it's hard to beat a team twice. It is hard to carry the fight to a team for 80 minutes straight. But they're going to have to do it. And if they can come out of that with two more SEC wins against a Missouri team that obviously is, not, ve- in my opinion, not very good, I think it can bode well. 
especially in terms of SEC standings and when we go into the conference tournament. So, so looking at the schedule ahead, I think out of 14 games, we should go 12 and two. I think it's very possible. It's, and you know that would put you at that would put you with seven losses at the end of the season. You want to know how many the ninety sixteen? You want to know how many the ninety six team had at the end of their season before the SEC uh, tournament? Eight. They had eight. And they were still a four seed, five seed, which I don't. We five looked it up a second the, ago. Yeah, I don't five remember seed. Where it was. They were a five seed in the NCAA tournament. So uh, all I'm saying is you play Ole Miss at home Saturday. Dub. You Kentucky, need that. Texas, or t- Kentucky, Texas Tech. Call it a split. So you're at two yeah. and one Let's there. Say, well, see, here's the thing with Texas Tech, in my opinion, on them. That's a very beatable basketball team. K State just K State just pretty much throttled them. I, I think, I think Kentucky is a very beatable team. You I put Tolu well. Smith on Oscar Shibway. I, I don't think Oscar Shibway is getting 15 rebounds no. a game with a guy like Tolu on and him. And I think I think that Mississippi State matches up with Kentucky very well, especially in the post. I really do because ba- and basketball is a game of matchups. That's just how it is. You know, am I predicting that Mississippi State is going to go in and win this game by ten? No, I no. I, I honestly predict Kentucky wins it, but I don't think it's going to be the blowout a lot of fans are expecting. People are acting like this team is terrible, when in reality, right now the argument could be made that they are a better team than that '96 team, because here's a loss that that '96 team took early in the season, and it was to. I believe it was Arkansas Fort Smith or Arkansas Little Rock early in the season. I think it's just like like we said, a time when you get hot. You look at the schedule. Exactly. South Carolina, Arkansas, hopefully should both be wins. Then you're going to have Tennessee at home. I think Tennessee is a very beatable team. That's LSU. a quad one win. Arkansas would be hopefully Arkansas is a quad one win by that point. Then you get a chance. Then you have two wins over the same quad one team. All right, Tennessee, obviously, like I said, will be a quad one. South Carolina, not really. LSU will definitely be a quad one. Alabama. Alabama should still be a quad one. You're going to take two Missouri games in a row after that. South Carolina again, Vanderbilt again. Tough way to end the season off, though. You're going to have Auburn at home, thankfully, though. And then Texas A&M, who a team that – I know we're a Mississippi State podcast, but – a team that really kept in with Kentucky last night. They did. That was a very good ball game. That was Texas A&M's game. The only reason they lost that game is because they went one of 23 from three-point range. Yes, one. They shot 5%. You make two threes, it's a three-point game. You make three, it's a tie game, and you make four, you win that game. Just a bad night from Out the of, floor. Yeah, so, you know, I think the question recently has been, is Texas A&M legit? Yes, they are, they are legit. legit. I have a very hard time believing that was a fluke, and they kept in and led Kentucky the entire game since 19-19 to 19 up until the last four minutes or something. I have a very hard time believing that was a fluke. So I very, I very much think this, I, uh, this Aggie team is legit. I think Texas A&M will be ranked come the end of the week if they beat Arkansas. That's a big if. So... Anyway, jumping back into Mississippi State basketball. We have to discuss just what exactly happened. I mean, exactly what went wrong to cause this derailment. Because at one point, I remember, or I believe it was in the first half, Mississippi State had a 12-point lead. I believe it was 10 or 12, something like that. Uh, Cody, what what happened? What went wrong? So, and I don't want to necessarily call it a trend, but it's something I have noticed from game to game. One thing is 
and the biggest thing, this I don't notice this game to game, but one of the biggest things is Iverson Molinar is probably exhausted. You cannot rely on a single player to win you every single game. He had two outings, 28 and 24 points. He played remarkable. You cannot rely on him to win you every single game, though. It will not happen. That was a big takeaway. They knew, Florida knew, to guard Molinar. Yeah, they were going to stop Molinar. They were not going to let Iverson Molinar beat them. The trend now that I have started to notice is we have players – and it's everyone. And it happened to Tolu, uh, not Tolu, or what did happen to Tolu, but it happened to Iverson as well last night. There are three players that this happened to last night. Iverson Molinar, Tolu Smith, and Shaquille Moore. Shaquille and Iverson put up, I think, 12 for Shaquille and 10 for Iverson in the first half. In the second half, they did not show up. Iverson scored two. I think Shaquille had six. Tolu Smith had none in the first half, in 17 in the second half. Why can we not replicate that would, in I mean, each half? If you get not six even, points out of yes, Tolu in the first half. Not even replicate, but you, how do you put 17 points up in a half? And, and go none? over, put a goose egg up in the first. Another thing is, in all the respect in the world to Garrison Brooks, because I, I, he, I, he's I love personally his game. my favorite player on this Mississippi State team, Dude, you got to shoot the ball. You got to take shots. You took three shots. And for granted, you finished with seven points, but you went. I'm pretty sure you shoot more than that, you're going to make it. He has the dirtiest mid range shot possibly in the NCAA right now. He's got a filthy mid range game. Yeah, he just he knows how to sink those shots. He went. And he can stretch the floor. He can can take threes. What do you think his shot percentage was last night? Uh, I'm going to go 70-something. 100%. He went three from three from the field, one for one from three-point range. He's got to shoot. He's got, he, he can shoot. This kid is... And he's not even a kid anymore. I mean, he's a grad yeah, student. Well, that, that's a grown man. I, I mean, he. I think he is part of this core of this team, if not the one of the biggest leaders. And I think he personally needs to show up to every game and be taking at least... Eight shots. At, at least. least. I don't care if you go zero for eight. You know Michael Jordan's quote? You miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. You went three for three. If you take four more shots, who's to say you don't make those two? That's a win. And I- I'm not by any means putting this loss on Garrison Brooks. No. Not by any chance. No. So They surrendered 80 points. DJ Jeffries needs to start shooting more as well. You He's go, lo- yeah. DJ, you go two DJ's for six. a big question mark right now. Yeah. I understand you go two for six, but you're only shoot. You're supposed to be a star on this team. Show you're a star. I don't even think he's supposed to be a star. I just think he's supposed to be a role physical, player. Uh, role I player. think he's supposed to be a physical presence. And when you have the frame, the athleticism, the size that DJ Jeffries has, I have no idea why on earth you're settling for free throw line step back jump shots. Take the ball to the rack, DJ. I mean, you're you're a you're a physical specimen, is what you are. You're athletic enough to do it. I think you have the body control to do it. I've seen him have the finishing ability to do it. He just needs to take the ball to the goal. Yeah, we 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 see just all of, and we're concentrating on the flaws right now. Obviously, just because after a tough loss, yes, this team is talented. There were there's some positive no, things last yeah, night. There, there's no doubt in my mind this team is going 
to make a run sometime in the season and make the tournament. Yeah. But if that second half Tolu Smith can show up every night, I, it, I'm impressed. I mean, that's a, that's the SEC leading rebounder, and that's the Tolu Smith that we expected to see coming into the season. And if he can show up like that going forward, they will have no problems. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, it's aggravating. It's something that we're concentrating on that it, it's just aggravating to see games like this. Anyway, moving forward, they're going to play Ole Miss so, – Ole Miss, excuse me, comes Saturday. This is a game where you, you got to get the dub. You, well, yeah, you got to get the dub. But I look at some certain players. I, I think, I think Garrison Brooks is going to do. And I, I feel like I say this all the time, and somehow it happens when I'm saying it, because every game that I said we we're going to need him, we did need him. That Bama game, we needed we him. Needed that that was my man, and boy. He is a reason. That double-double is a reason we won that game. He's going to – I think he'll show up. I think he'll drop 15. At least, I, I think – If he drops you know, 15, I said this, if he drops 15 and totally drops 15, you win. I, I said this for this past game that this was going to be DJ Jeffrey's night. You've got to think that some point in time he is going to turn it on. I don't know if he's going to shoot lights out. I don't know if he's just going to get to the rim and put up – five layups in the game. I don't know if he's going to get to the free throw line. I don't know if he's going to drain threes. I don't know what it is, but you have to think that sometime very near in the future, he is going to show up with a big game. He hasn't had it this season, and it's just one of those things. I just feel like he needs to find a mean streak. That's what I think. I think he needs to find a mean streak. Where he's taking it to the goal, and he's either getting fouled or he's, he's shooting a layup. I think that will open up his game so much because right now he's entirely focused on these off-balance, mid-range shots that he's not hitting. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, another thing just as far as this team goes and games at home, you talked about earlier that 96 team and people showing up. People need to show up regardless. Regardless. Don't sit at home because – Oh, it's not a good game. This, that, and the other. We're not ranked. When I went to that Alabama game, there were a lot of people there. There were. There were a lot of people there. And listen, I know it's a ranked game, but support smaller games because that might be the edge that gets them a win if they're having a bad night. This team plays very well in front of a packed home crowd. And when that place gets rocking, this team feels it. And you can tell. Alabama, when we played Alabama, you would think that you would have a sellout crowd of all, I think, 10,500 seats that there are on the fact that they're ranked and the state team is one of the best teams we've had in a while. 77%. We had 8,100 people show up, which is great. Fill the stands. It was, that game was incredible. And that was a great basketball game. This is, in my opinion, not filling seats is a way you lose an at-home game against Ole, Ole Miss, Miss or Missouri or South Carolina. That's how you lose a game because I, I guarantee come February 9th when we play Tennessee at home, oh, I bet you there are going to people be people there. Yeah. When we play Auburn Late on March 2nd, it is, I bet there are people there, especially if they're still on the top five. And Mississippi State very well could be in the top 25 by then. 
So moving forward, last thoughts before we focus strictly on this Ole Miss game. Last thoughts of Florida's game, the game against Florida, and just last thoughts before we move on to, we'll call it the final drive of this episode. It's not the end of the world. It's not. And fans that are treating it like the end of the world obviously do not know college basketball. That's just the facts. Okay? This team can bounce back. They have the talent to bounce back. They're in a position to where they can. They have the schedule to bounce back and everything. One loss does not determine this team. It was a bad loss. It's an ugly loss. Take it on the chin. Learn from it. Practice. You got Ole Miss Saturday. You got a rival game on Saturday. Yeah, you have a huge game coming up this Saturday. Speaking, before we jump into Mississippi State men's basketball, which the game will come this Saturday. I know I'm repeating myself. It'll be at 3 o'clock. Tip-off is at 3 o'clock on ESPNU, or you can attend the game. (laughs) You should do that. But before we jump into that, we'll cover women's basketball real quick. They tip off against um, number 13, Georgia, tonight, 6 o'clock on the SEC Network Plus. Mississippi State women's basketball Sitting at eleven and five right now. Not a terrible record. Last game they played Ole Miss, lost by fifteen points in Oxford. Before that, they had a postponement against number nineteen Kentucky. Before that, beat Vanderbilt at home, and before that, beat Alabama at Alabama. Looking at this, and I'm going to say another couple games because I didn't realize this off the top of my head. They had their their first game against Kentucky. They've had both games against Kentucky postponed. Postponed. Which, and let's let's be honest here. In fairness, those are probably losses. Yeah, but you look. They played South Carolina at South Carolina. They lost by 12 points. Yeah, you're going for lose the that number one. the number one team in the nation though, losing by 12 points away. It, it, something was going on. Again, I, I will I will say this until the end of the season. If this team gets out of this year above 500, I'm happy. I'm happy. Listen, this team has seen so much adversity, yeah, and I'll tell you something about the character of this team that I absolutely love. This is a tough, resilient group of girls. They are tough. T-U-F-F tough. I mean, that Vanderbilt game and the Alabama game really showed the character of this squad. They're a squad that's easy to pull for. They're a squad that's easy to root for because all the cards in every game seem like they are stacked against them. Obviously, Rakia is still probably, in my mind, one of the top three players in the SEC. I don't think that's debatable. You have another great point guard and Maya Taylor. It's a fun team to watch, and I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they handled Georgia. Yeah, no, with the adversity this team has had this season, obviously with the coaching change just before the season. Not even that, just COVID in general because they've had several positive tests. But I want to take a moment to give Doug Novak the credit I think he deserves. He has this team sitting at 11-5, and over 500, midway through the season. I think he has done a very good job, and you and I joked on this earlier, but that hair started out gray and it's white now. I could not imagine having the stress of that. So all credit in the world to having him at this point in the season with where he is. Anyway, we'll we'll take – Rakia Jackson, I believe, is back tonight. Is she not? She was. I believe so. I haven't seen that she'll be out. She had those positive COVID tests. We are not positive, but I'm – 
pretty sure she will be back yeah, tonight. Don't take this as biblical. Yeah, do not take this. Uh, yeah. But who comes out on top? I got I got the good Bulldogs, Mississippi State Bulldogs tonight. Rakia yep. comes back. I think it's a, if Rakia comes back. I think I think they have the chance to win without her. The Hayes girls are phenomenal players. Ja'Kayla Jordan is a phenomenal player. Maya Taylor obviously is Maya Taylor. So I think they win this one. I'll be happy to be in attendance, watch, and do my job and support quietly because I can't support loudly from my seat. Yeah, I think uh, I think Mississippi State will come out of this game on top and pull the upset off just a little spark to their season make things a little interesting in women's college basketball could you imagine if this team makes a tournament oh I, doug, they have novak, the talent doug novak equals coach of the year i think if they, they make the, the tournament i think they have the talent to make the tournament oh i do too and ha- doug novak coach of the year if this tournament makes or if this team makes the tournament i, I, I could see it shifting gears to back to men's Ole Miss, 3 o'clock this Saturday, ESPNU. If you go by the stats, just the history, Ben Howland and his teams do not do very well in the first game against Ole Miss just about every season. They usually drop the first one in Oxford, and then they usually win the second at Humphrey Coliseum. And I believe they are actually, this is his seventh year, I think they're 4-2 and two in the second game. I now think they are one and six or one and two and five maybe in the first game. It's weird. It's one of those weird stats in college basketball. But either way, I do have this as a win. I think that the Bulldogs, Mississippi State, they need to bounce back. We need ooh, let's let's talk real quick before we jump into our little score predictions. Okay, okay, I know we're, we're, we're co- rushing. We're, sorry. We still got we got like ten minutes at the most left. So Real quick, on paper, Mississippi State is, by, in my opinion, a pretty large margin better than Ole Miss. They average seven more points a game than they do. They average half a point less against a game. Shooting percentage is 5% higher. Three more rebounds a game. An assist, or excuse me, half an assist more a game. A block more a game. And half a steal more a game. Ole Miss coming into this game on a three-game losing streak. Mississippi State on a one-game losing streak. I don't believe Ole, Ole Miss's last win was against us. Um, both teams trying to bounce back. The only thing I have to say to this is what you were just saying. Mississippi State has to bounce back. They have to get their team involved. Role players have to play their part. Bench players have to play their part. We know we've got a good bench. Anderson Garcia is the hardest worker I've ever seen. Cam Matthews is an absolute just machine late in the game. Grabbing rebounds. I mean, just quick thoughts. What what do we what does this team need to do? Who's who's we're not gonna jump into X Factor right now. Yeah. But what what do we need to come out on top? You need a balanced scoring effort, is what you need. You also need I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some obvious things here. You need to prevent this team from becoming the Golden State Warriors, which ha- seems to happen to every team Mississippi State plays against. I mean, Florida, last night, I saw at least three, you know, off-the-dribble, step-back threes go in, and I'm like, man, that what do you do? You know, you have to prevent that. In the last game against Ole Miss, they had a player, uh, I believe it was some Matthews guy, 
Um, he he scored. He went like eight for eight from three. I mean, he was unconscious. So if Mississippi State can prevent the token role player from going off and scoring twenty plus on them, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, for me, a key to this game. Listen, Iverson Molinar is going to do Iverson Molinar. I hope this team, though, I hope we don't need to rely on Iverson. I hope Iverson yeah. can score 7, 10 in this. I hope we can take him out midway through the second half. I'm, I'm thinking 15. The dream scenario is Iverson scores 15, and you get him out halfway through the second half, like you said. He needs to get – listen, I know he's a star, and I know we love to watch him. But he, he needs he his legs been, come March. He well, he's been a workhorse since Georgia. In Florida, it showed. If you we can get him out early against Ole Miss, let him rest so he can prepare and get healthy. Not he's healthy, but you know what I mean. Get, get his rested. stamina back. Get rested. You got a rough week next week. Come you Kentucky and Texas Tech, possibly the hardest week in the country. You need to get him rest. You need all of your players to be healthy. So that's my biggest thing for, I guess, setting a goal for this team. Win this without Iverson. Don't put this game on Iverson. Y'all need to score buckets because you're going to need him. You're, you're going to need gonna him next need week. You're going to need him against Kentucky and Tech. Yeah, you're, you're going to need him next week. And I'm not saying we're not going to need everyone else, but. You're going to need his 20 plus a game if y'all for can, Kentucky yeah, and if Tech. Y'all, if, if everyone contributes, it makes life a little easier on everyone else. Not much time left here, so we'll switch over to the tradition here on the dudes. X Factor time, hopefully to be presented by, I don't know, something later on. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. Tanner, we'll hand it over to here to you. Who do we have on the offensive side for X Factors? Offensive side, I've got Tolu Smith, the one, the only. I think he's going to have to have a big game. I think we're going to have to see the second half Florida Tolu Smith show up for both halves. I almost said four quarters. By the way, it's absolutely ridiculous that we're not playing quarters in college basketball. That's just my opinion. He's going to have to have a good game on both sides of the floor in both halves. He's going to have to bring the fight for 40 minutes, which is something we haven't seen him do since Arkansas, which is understandable. He missed a lot of time. He brought possibly the best fight I've seen in a long time in the second half against Florida. He's got to bring it for 40 minutes, get a solid game. It'll spread out the floor. It'll open up passing lanes. It'll open up shooters. It just works so much better when you've got a paint presence and possibly two paint presences now with Garrison Brooks and Tolu Smith scoring above 10 a game. On my side for the offensive X factor for Mississippi State, I think I'm going to have to lean in the towards Tolu Smith as well. A person I do want to keep an eye on, though, and I've been talking about him, and he, he's been playing well, but he hasn't been playing a lot. Rocket Watts, obviously coming off injury. He's only been playing anywhere from 8 to 12 minutes a game. Not, I'm not sure if he's not fully – I don't know what the deal is, but – Listen, he shot two for five against Florida. Five points, only had 10 minutes. You give him 20 minutes, say he replicates it, there's 10 points. Yeah. I, 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 he's much better when he's attacking the rim. Yes. Those two buckets last night were both layups. I think I think Rocket is going to be a huge, huge offensive point in this 
Mississippi State team later on in the season. Someone to keep an eye on, but I do think the key for the offense this weekend will be Tolu Smith. Handing it back over to you, Tanner, what are we looking out on the defensive side? On defense, I have got Garrison Brooks. Thinking he, I think if he gets a low-scoring double-double, I mean, Tolu Smith's also going to show up. Then you lock down the paint. I think you can take care of the three-point shooters. I, I'm not predicting by any means a replication of the last outing against Ole Miss and where a role player went eight for eight from three. I just, I, I just don't predict it. Now, I say that, and it will actually happen uh, twice in a row and probably be the exact same guy. So that's the way it goes. But I've got Garrison Brooks on the boards. Uh at least 10 rebounds tonight. That's my pick. My – the way I'm going to lean with this is Iverson Molinar. I think Iverson is going to have to play some some sharp defense with the minutes he gets with Jarkel Joyner. I think a big – Not only does he have Joyner to do with he's got Ruffin. Deshaun yeah. Ruffin's a great player. Something in the two games that isn't really looked upon in – because of the way his stat line was against uh, Georgia and Alabama, Iverson didn't just play great on the offensive side. He shut down Javon Quinterly for Alabama. Javon Quinterly had five points in that game. Yeah, I, yeah. Iverson scored 24, but if Iverson doesn't play that great D against Javon Quinterly, and obviously how many does trouble, he score? Obviously the foul trouble for Quinterly played a lot into that. But you have to – I mean, the minutes that he did play, Iverson was locking him down. So I think that'll be a big key. Score predictions. Where are we going? What are we seeing? I got How Miss- does this shape up? I got Mississippi State 78, Ole Miss 67. I think I, – I, like always, I don't do scores. I will give you a margin. I think it will be a plus 10 margin. I think Mississippi State – Walks away with this double-digit winners. We'll be back come Tuesday of next week. Recap the whole weekend. The whole weekend. And we will have under a month. We, right now, actually, we have under a month left until the Diamond Dogs take the field. And we get to talk about the namesake. Yeah, it'll be fun. We've got a lot coming for you here on the Dudes Hopefully, come Tuesday, we'll have two games we can talk about that the Bulldogs won over the weekend. That'll do it for today's episode. Episode number two of season two on the Dudes. Alongside Tanner Marler, I am Cody Blazak. We'll talk to you again come next week. The proceeding was a WMSV production.